Welcome to season two, episode eleven of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut, and of course the polar bear. You know, uh, looks like Mr. Peanut's got a little bit of a cooler background than myself because I'm technically challenged. But we're we're representing today. We're gonna see how it looks. You know, it could it could come out on YouTube, and then you might have the upper hand. So, you know, there you go. Stay the course. But look, man, wow, we got what's going so on. Much there is so much to talk about in various leagues, and I'm fired up about it. But first, let's get into March Madness, the opening week. Oh. How'd you do? How'd you feel? Give uh, me what happened to you during the first weekend. Well, you know, I I, I'll, I will say this, and I, I know a lot of sports banter fans will be very upset with me, but I did not watch as many games as I wanted to. Um, I was helping a friend move, move. I know, total demerit, if you will. <laughs> uh, but helping a friend move uh, across country, actually. So I was packing up his house. So, But there was a lot of shit going down. So I, I had to kind of catch up virtu- uh, uh, via, you know, reading. I didn't get to see anything. But, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in that NCAA March Madness, if you will. How about yourself? How's your bracket doing? Are you alive I, I, still? I've made six brackets and all of them are shithole. You're dead. <laughs> well, okay. Let me dive in and put it this way. I watched them all. It was, look. Wouldn't expect anything less. Watching the first weekend of March Madness is the absolute best. There's just something about every hour of the day. There's, or every like 30 minutes of the day, there's a game on. So I was locked in. But right from the jump, uh, karma was against me. <laughs> I was going Colorado State. I said Michigan's trash shouldn't even be in the tournament. They come storming back with the second half, just de- demoralizing of Colorado State. So that was wrong. Right at the gate, 0-1, 0-2 if you count my bet on Colorado State. So I'm going, oh, I'm under fire early. All that optimism I came in here with, now we're oh, yeah. fighting back. Now we're fighting back. <laughs> You're working and, a pill again. Yeah. So honestly – it's just so hard to pick these games. I watched so much college basketball this year and it gets to the point where you have to actually pick the games. And then I start triple guessing, quadruple guessing myself. Where am I going to go? Think about these teams. Uh, you know, I watched in a, another game. I was, I watched Providence a lot this year and they have a phenomenal year, but they've won so many games by five points or less. And they're just always, there's always some shit going on in their game. So, myself, granted, they won most of those games this year. I'm going, the Magic's got to run out at some point. There's probably a team that will get upset. So, I take South Dakota State, smoke job. Absolute smoke job. And I, that was my immediate, once the brackets came out, I go, South Dakota State. They're second highest in scoring in the whole nation. They shoot a lot of threes. This is my team. And, it, you know, whenever there's a consensus in America, of uh, there's going to be an upset. That's when it doesn't happen. Oh, no, of so, course not. Why would it happen that way? Yeah, no. So I lost that. Um, I begrudgingly took Indiana to the Elite Eight and one of mine, oh, which wow. was really just, you know, throw shit at the wall and make weird shit happen. And it did not happen. They lost by a clean 40. So, look, the bottom line, and I can go game by game, but you don't want to hear all that, sports painter folks. You want to hear, where is my bracket at? 
it's okay. I'm alive. Oh, there you go. But just, but I'm on the brink of death. Like, so I'm in this pool with 170 people. I believe you're in it as well. And I'm like 129. Like, it's not good. What are you? 129. I'm one That's of like six. my best one. Granted, you know, my final four is intact, which if you would like to know, do you want to know? Sure. <laughs> I got Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, and Kansas. And actually all four of those teams almost lost in the, their second game. I have so, – for my final four, I have Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Kansas. Okay, so you're still alive. Yeah, then you're just as alive as I am. Yeah. But a lot of those first-round games of the upsets I picked did not happen. And then, of course, you know, we'll get into St. Peter's later. But oh, good Lord. Of course. I mean, them beating Kentucky was the literal last, literal last thing I thought could happen. Oh, I looked yeah. at that matchup and I said, St. Peter's, Kentucky? I know. I mean, from a bird's eye view, Kentucky wins that game by 40, and St. Peter's is a bunch of five foot six runs. And that was not the case, obviously. Yeah. I Phenomenal mean, game, though. Phenomenal game. Yeah. For, again, I, I didn't watch it, but when I, again, started to trickle back through everything and just kind of reading some recaps, but also watching a little of highlights, I mean, I think everybody and their mom had, you know, St. Peter's not even – who the hell are they? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, send them to the wayside. But, again, we've talked about this at length in other episodes about March Madness. That, that's the kind of stuff that can happen. That's and why I love this shit. That's why it makes it mad, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'm literally uh, – I was going to Hennessy's because it was St. Patrick's Day if you remember. And that's when the St. Peter's Kentucky thing was going, I'm trying to play it in my car and I'm going, is this, is my phone wrong? Like, is the game really this close? Am I so, then I, <laughs> so then I turned it on, I'm watching it on the app and I'm going, holy shit, Kentucky's going to lose this game. What? Naturally I have Kentucky in the final four in one of my pools, you know, oh, of course, just classic. And then, so like I'm saying of like the Indiana pick, which is a very bold, like they're going to get the elite eight. If you start picking 15 seeds in your bracket, none of those are going to come to fruition. It's yeah. only the St. Peter's that you think have no chance in hell that is going to, you know, smoke you dead. And then they won again, the uh, versus Murray state. So now I'm pulling them to win the whole thing. It's like, why well, let's just do it. If we're going to do Might it, well. then just do it. <laughs> You're going to ruin everybody else's bracket. Might as well ruin everyone's you know right. but the first weekend did not disappoint a lot of great games uh tcu almost took down arizona actually went down to the games at va Arena on friday which was an absolute blast with yeah, was my that? with my fighting iron you know the games actually weren't that close but the energy and the excitement around the arena is awesome i mean everyone's excited to just watch uh, a slew of games and um what, what'd you ask was it sold out uh, I don't know if it was sold out. It's it's separate into two sessions, so naturally we went to both. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, a very good crowd there, a lot of energy. Best game of the day was Notre Dame. Yep. Arizona – or, no, sorry, Notre Dame, Alabama, which holds a lot of connotations in the college football world. So I needed that win personally for me. So I was oh, all yeah. in on that. Second game of the day, and Notre Dame uh, pulled off the upset. So that was great. I did not have Notre Dame going. I had uh... – 
Alabama winning that game. And, and to be honest, I had Alabama as well. And then I knew I was going to the game and Notre Dame beat Rutgers in the last second, if you recall that. So I had Alabama on my sheet and I just go, if I'm in the stands wearing all Notre Dame things, how can I pick Alabama? It makes no sense. And I refuse to be that guy. I will take my L, but only I get to decide my L. <laughs> That's right. That's what I would want. So I got the Notre Dame W, but uh, we'll get into the Sweet 16 uh, toward the end of the episode here. But just phenomenal first week. I love the first weekend of March Madness. It's, it's just all time. And now moving forward to the NFL, I mean, what hasn't happened this offseason? This is your this is your forte. This is your bread and butter, polar bear NFL. This is it, and it goes. And the biggest news, well, Dude, of today. What, yeah, let's let's yeah. specify biggest news of the day. Well, it wasn't today, but most recent before today's news was Deshaun Watson being traded to Cleveland. Yep. Which originally, the report was that he wasn't going to go to Cleveland. He was passing to, to Cleveland. And I just, I thought, yeah, I mean, makes sense. You don't want to go to Cleveland. You want to go somewhere else, wherever, you know, you see fit. Maybe the Falcons, maybe like their success rate better. I don't know. But he said no. And then I don't know. I don't know how quick it was after that, but then he was in. So maybe he saw Mayfield's post. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he's in. He's a Cleveland Brown. Official. Yeah, I, I don't really... Uh, it was weird how it happened. I think everybody kind of, you know, after reading a couple of articles and things like that, you know, it, it, I think it shocked a lot of people, which, I mean, let's put it this way, Deshaun Watson, especially, you know, through the last what year has definitely done what he wanted. I mean, early on with the Titans, uh, or not Titans, excuse me, the Texans wasn't talking to the team, didn't want to be a part of the team, you know, I was going to just do this, do that. And then all the other things off field happened, if you will. Um, and just, you know, let's put it this way. Baker's a bitch anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, I, well, my question is to you before the news of Watson came out, Baker posted the IG, you know, cryptic post of saying goodbye to Cleveland or it was very odd at the time because there was no, Watson news obviously it turned into Watson leaving but I mean I don't know just what do you think about that move on his part and what does it say about him honestly I mean uh, my Baker hate aside I I think he probably saw the writing on the wall I mean the guy is not good he is a good two maybe three quarterback yeah he I mean, look, at he had a lot of assets around him, and he did not succeed. Once they started – once the Browns started, you know, taking a little bit of that load off of him, he started to do better. But, again, the guy can't throw to open people. He overthrows people all the time, underthrows. I mean, he's not a leader. He's definitely – I wouldn't want him as my poster child for my team. I'll be honest, I think the Browns have a better chance with – Deshaun Watson than they do Baker. Oh, 100%. And, you know, now what happens with Baker Mayfield, if you're another team in the quarterback market, I don't see, like you're saying, I don't see Baker Mayfield. Uh, if he comes to your team, I don't, like, he might add two wins at best, but he might lose 
you know, two, two more games for you too. I don't think it changes the trajectory of your team based on bringing him in. I mean, it's kind of like if you traded for Nick Foles, if you traded for Josh Johnson, I mean, there's really, it's going to be game by game basis. And there's no, you know, it's not like a Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Like it's not even close to that level of like, Oh my God, we've got this guy coming in. It's more of just like an extra or, you know, this one, it's a lower tier type of trade now that he's going to go to. And the Browns are crazy if they think they're getting a first, second, or third round pick for him. No, they're not getting anything for Baker. If anything, <laughs> send him to the commanders because Carson Wentz, <laughs> yeah, that'd be Carson great. Wentz has already lowered their, their grade as a team. Might as well just have Baker to maybe even that out. I mean, I'll be honest the way Baker kind of went about everything, it, it was like, dude, you're not, you think you're worth all of this. You are not man. And you have yeah. shown, you have shown the NFL that you are not worth it. And Hey man, if, <laughs> deal with it again. But the way he dealt with it was a very Baker move. Oh, they, they don't want to be me. Don't want to an adult <laughs> move. It's like, dude, you guys, you fucking suck. And you got stuck in a position because you were a first-round draft pick. You were the Heisman winner. Like, fuck first you. First overall. Yeah. First you're, overall. You're, you're not – no. I kind of like the idea of putting him on the commanders because then you have Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield duking it out. And then whoever loses that battle, I think you just – like, you go to the CFL now, if that's the case. Yeah. That, that should be a thing. Uh, let's implement that rule. <laughs> um, but let's talk about – now that the Browns have Deshaun Watson, I mean, what they traded for him and the investment that they put into him. They traded three first-round picks, a third, and two fourths, and then signed him to a five-year, $240 million, all-guaranteed contract. Whoa. I mean, talk about putting all your eggs in this guy's basket that hasn't played football in a year. Granted, uh, he's a great quarterback, but if you remember, the year before he didn't play, Texans were terrible. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, who's their quarterback or coach at the time? Pat O'Brien. I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson, I, it, it, not going to knock this. Deshaun Watson is better than Baker. I'll say that. And I'll say that with confidence. But to give him everything that they gave him, I'm – the Browns have kind of fucked themselves up for the next – five to six seasons and as a Browns fan I would be a little pissed off that you spent that much on him I I don't I would rather have invested that in my own team and worked for the future again you know the Browns maybe they see something with their team you know and, and Deshaun Watson being a part of it maybe they're doing the whole and as you and I have talked about it that whole all-in situation but oh they're all in yeah, I don't know. And then, and again, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't. Isn't like his first year, isn't okay, isn't a lot of that in signing bonus? And then there's like a million that they'll actually have to pay him or something like that. I, I'm not I sure the contract breakdown, other than I know the first year is much different than the following four years. But what is for sure is that the 230 million is all guaranteed yeah i which think is the biggest ever 
So exactly. I think, I think, and again, I, I may be wrong, but I think what I was reading was like the million dollars is guaranteed and no, he's guaranteeing the signing bonus up front, but if they have to pay him, if he doesn't play, it's like a million bucks. Cause I think a lot of people are worried too. Again, I don't want to talk about off field stuff, but I think people are worried about his off field things about him potentially getting uh, suspended or, or won't be able to play games. So again, that's stuff I don't really like to talk about on sports banter, but it is affecting his time of play, which we don't know. So I, I think that's going to, Again, you're throwing all this stuff at Deshaun, but there's this worry that he may not even play certain games because we don't know what the NFL will see as his off-seat, off-field items. I mean, we don't know. Do you think the Browns next year will be a playoff contender with Watson under center? If he plays the whole season, yes. Okay. That's a pretty bold statement, I'll be honest. I think so as well, but yeah. it's it's not going to be this. I mean, it's a tough division, right? The Bengals just went to the Super Bowl, and they just revamped their O line, which I know you love. And okay. the Ravens are a perennial franchise that makes it to the playoffs. So I mean, it's not going to be a walk in the park to, uh, you know, even win that division, let alone make the playoffs. I think they are going to be a much better team uh, with Watson instead of Mayfield. But again, I mean, you lost OBJ, you lost Jarvis Landry. Um, you still have Chubb and Hunt, which is huge. Uh, they lost their starting center. So there's a lot of – it's a, it'll be a different-looking team, and more of the, the uh, load's going to be on Watson's shoulders. He has a lot of time to figure out the offense and work with Stefanski. So I don't, you know, I don't see that as a problem necessarily. But, I mean, the results are going to have to be there. Cleveland is definitely a tough place to win. And that goes, you know, that's through all the quarterbacks that have, uh, you know, haven't succeeded there in decades. So will he turn the tide? They better hope so because they just put all their eggs in his basket. Yeah. And it's, it's something that you brought up and I appreciate you bringing it up, but like they still have hunt and um, Chubb. If I'm the Browns organization, they just gave up a lot of shit. But I would, and I've talked about it before, leverage Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's a good running back. And you find a team that needs a running back that's got a couple average, I don't yeah. want to say good, you know, the best wide receivers, but you get you might be able to get some wide receivers out of that. So who knows? I mean, maybe they see something we don't. But, again, what's with the Browns and quarterbacks, man? Like, good. I, I, I don't I don't have much room to talk there. They're very similar to the the Bears organization. But <laughs> I do like the Browns look, head coach though. I, I do. And uh, you know, look, they're trying to change that around by making a huge splash and trading for a guy, you know, I, I think he's 26, 27 years old, uh has proven to be a, a playmaker at the quarterback position. So, you know, at least they're trying. They're not <laughs> That's true. Um okay. And the other big trade which happened today Oh my God. Craziness. I mean, this offseason is just ridiculous. Like anything could happen at any time. Oh man. It just, I'll be honest. And I think you may have texted like best offseason in NFL. Yeah. It's like the I NBA. I mean, there's so many guys. I, teams. I agree, man. It's awesome. I, I think we're, it's just, man. Yeah. But we're talking about Tyree Kill being traded to the Miami Dolphins today. Today's Wednesday, the 23rd. 
Good heavens. Um, and then they signed him to the biggest receiver deal. And it, so I guess immediately it was what I read. I mean, it happened so quick. It was, I got the update at 9 a.m. And <laughs> I'm going, Tyreek Hill, what? Like, yes. Why would my, why would the Chiefs want to get rid of him? Like he's a just an offensive machine. Uh, so that was at nine. And then three hours later, he's a dolphin. I'm going, okay. So <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, first of all, the dolphins gave up a whole heap, just like the Browns did not as steep with the first round picks, but I was, I, my first thought is, I mean, obviously the dolphins are all in now. Yeah. They signed a, uh, uh, you know, big left tackle in Teron Armstead, and they signed a bunch of new offensive guys. Yep. Uh, I'm a little confused, though, because I don't think Tua really is that great or has shown oh. that he's that great thus far. So the fact that the Dolphins just went all in on Terry Kill, obviously he's a phenomenal athlete, but you can need a guy to throw to him. So that pairing is going to be really interesting, but they're definitely now – uh, I'd say probably the second best team in the AFC East behind the Bills. I would say I agree with that. I, I, I think just with adding, you know, Tyreek there. But again, when you were telling me about this, the first thing I thought of was who who's leading them with Tyreek? No one. Like Tua is not the guy. And for how much people want to believe that he is going to, he's the Dolphins, you know, saving grace he is not i he has not proved himself to me he's just i don't know he he did well at alabama in the nfl he's i mean he got hurt you know i mean he just i don't know honestly to be honest i think if 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 the dolphins were going to do all of that to get tyreek why not go after deshaun as well and try and get both and that could have been a, to me. I think if we were talking about it like that, you and I would be saying, I think the Miami Dolphins are a true contender uh, to topple the Bills because the Bills are, you know, they're the leader in that division. But it, it just, I don't know. I, we'll to have me, to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. To me, they got a lot of new weapons on offense that will definitely help. But it's like they almost got so many weapons, it was to like cloud Tua's, you know, involvement where yeah. he doesn't have to win the game to you, get the ball to these fast guys in space and let them do the rest yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I don't know how well that uh, system is going to work. They, all, they just got a new head coach too, which is the 49ers old OC. So, you know, maybe that's a good matchup. Um, I don't know. I, I don't hate that a team is just going for it for a great player. I mean, Tyree Kill is – We've all seen it where he catches a ball and goes 60 yards untouched. Very few guys can do that. So, I mean, is it the right time for the Dolphins to just go all in? Probably not. But if he's if Tyree Kill is calling for a trade and you got the assets to make it happen, I don't hate you making it happen. Yeah, you're like we've talked about. You're pushing to better the team. I would, you know what? I hate to say this. I would have loved to have seen Ty- Tyree Kill go to the uh, the Patriots. Him and Mac Jones, I would love to see that. That would, I, I don't know. I just, that kind of makes me, that, 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 that right there just sounds money, you know? 
That might be the weirdest combination of all time between personalities. Oh, <laughs> oh Bell- I could Belichick and uh, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And hey, I don't know if you saw this too. Like, um, again, I think Tyron Matthew said something about like egos can leave. Yeah, I did see that. I, I mean, dude, you're Tyron Matthew. You don't really have a leg to stand on, dude. You you you've got. Do you know what you say during games? Like, do you know who you are? I I, I don't know. But it is weird. I I, I would love to have known the conversations, you know, with the Chiefs and him. This is is totally out of left field, man. I mean, no one. So I think it it comes down to – it just comes down to Tyreek Hill wanting to get paid more and getting paid more for his talent. I don't – you know, you can't really knock that. Guy's been – you know, perennial top five receiver since he's pretty much been in the league. He wasn't going to get that money with Kansas City because, oh. I mean, all of that's invested in Mahomes pretty much. Yeah. So kind of like what you were saying uh, off off camera was, like, you knew that they were going to have to separate it at some point. Yeah. So if Tyreek's asking for, you know, $200 million, the Chiefs just fiscally can't do that. Dolphins apparently can And Tyree Kill, you know, obviously he's going to choose South Beast to, uh, even if they stink, he gets to live in South Beast now and just cause havoc. And now moving to the MLB. Oh, man. This really sticks with me. This is fucked. All right, you you tell him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, what we're, uh, you know, talking about, again, as huge Padre fans as the peanut and the polar bear are, you know, there was some news, I believe it was last week where it happened, where we saw, once again, those mighty blue fuckers of the North got Freddie Freeman. And, you know, I, I uh, it just really upsets me. Yeah, what do you got? You know, I'll say this, just, you know, let me preface with this. I think Freddie Freeman has one of the he looks like a creepy guy, so I'm I'm kind of glad we didn't we don't have to deal with that. But you know, it just sucks, man. It, it, because I'm not look. Baseball season is a baseball season. It can change at any time. Any team can be high. Any team can be low. But it just sucks because you know the Dodgers now are the Yankees of old, where they're gonna flash their money. And they are going to just, here it is. I'm going to buy every good person. I'm going to throw cash at you. And you know what? We have to win. And they have built a team to do that. And adding Freddie Freeman in there is just, uh, you know, I let's put it this way. I would love to have Freddie Freeman on the Padres. I really would. He is a consistent player. He's a great leader in the clubhouse. I mean, he's a great teammate like guys just like him and gravitate towards him other than him having a fucking weird face i got no knock on him and so i don't know it just it's just another punch to the nuts as a padre fan man yeah i think you hit the nail on the head polar bear look it really isn't about like the padres not getting freddie freeman it's yeah. about this goes back to last year's trade deadline uh, when we missed out on Max Scherzer. And who did he get traded to? The Dodgers. Dodgers. And he was just like, are you kidding me? 
what like more can happen what when can we fleece them one time look prelate i you've done so much to boost this franchise or boost the roster on this team not the franchise that was a misspeak because we haven't done shit except yeah. win one wild card game in a 60 game season yeah which was awesome but that's like what seventh place we're not here for fucking seventh place um You've done so much to build up the roster, but you are still, still second fiddle to the team up north. And they continue to win, and they continue to build this resume as the team to win where we'll continue to miss out on guys like Freddie Freeman because it's like, well. I mean, like, the list is ongoing. The story, I'm going to go to a storied franchise with all these divisional championships, and it's Los Angeles. Or I could go to the Potteries and, like, try to build something but like they completely blew it last year and like who the hell knows what's going on there. It's just like, at what point do you just sign somebody? So they can't, you know what I mean? Like what, at what point do you trade for somebody? So they can't, that's my issue. It's it's more so with the Scherzer trade. And then this is just a ripple effect of that, but you can't let all these good players go. Like we got to play them. If we're going to, if we're going to win this game, you got to beat that team. And you keep letting them reload, and you keep re- letting them reload, and guess what? They're better than us. So why do you keep letting them have better talent on the damn team? I don't understand. I don't know. I, Especially I, the way we ended last year, and we, you know, we've shopped Hosmer for like seven years now. Still, he's just sitting there going, yeah, I know they're trying to trade me, but nothing happens. It's like, dude, if he knows that you're shopping him, like either shop him or keep him, but don't just yeah. stay in the middle of this fucking thing that we're doing, pretending that he's good, and then oh well, you know. So I got some qualms with AJ Peller because look, it's been a, it's been a, he's I, I don't know how long he's been at the Padres, maybe like seven years, eight years. It's been a long time. Yeah, and we've lived through the disgusting rebuild. Oh, one of the worst teams ever to be put across on a diamond oh, ever, man. and especially if you go to those games and they just can't get a hit. And you're going, who's at the plate? What? Is that my math teacher? <laughs> um, so to where we are now, where we have one playoff season and not really a season, completely blew it last year, which still is a really bad taste in my mouth. I agree, man. And look, Freddie Freeman's now a Dodger. We got a pitch to that now. And I guess Preller's stance, the only thing that I can deduct is – based on the moves that we haven't made this offseason is that we're bringing all these guys back and just assuming that the manager fixed, like he'll understand the pulse of the clubhouse and he'll get things fixed if it needs fixing, which is kind of scary, to be honest. I mean, the way last season ended and now we're starting off without Tatis too. I mean, we're kind of, we're just a giant question mark coming into the year and the Dodgers are definitely the favorite to win the NL again. So I'm pissed off about it. <laughs> I know. You know what? You're pissed, and I'm just like, ah, just defeated. You know, that's. I think that's my biggest issue with this whole thing is just, yeah, we've had our our expectations have been so high, and you've said it. Like our, we have gone through the fucking mud of the Padres, man. And how much more can we deal with as fans? Like. Man, it's just like 
come on, boys. Like, you know, what more do we have to do as fans? I'll give you a dollar. I'll throw a dollar towards Freddie Freeman. <laughs> come on, man. I, I, you know, yeah, it just, it just really sucks because it's tough. It is. And I, and I, I think the biggest issue I have is, you know, just you and I doing the, the, the podcast being on sports banter and you and I, you know, expressing our love for the Padres after that six, after that, you know, 60 game season, we got to the playoffs and we're like, yes, finally, you know, and whether it's a shortened season or not, I mean, we got there and as fans, 100%. we have been dying for that. And then to come back full season the next year and just take a shit all over it and oh man that's my biggest thing and i i think it's because we were so high and then finally we see the light at the end of the tunnel like we're getting there guys we're there we're and then just boom right in yeah. the ground and it's demoralizing it's tough you know the nail in the coffin if you will is just the freddie freeman trade but Again, I, I will say this. I'm optimistic. I hope our guys can push through. Again, I'm not in an Andy Green situation, which is awesome. I don't have to deal with that, you know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're in a much better place than the teams I mentioned previous. And I think if we had made the playoffs last year and lost, it wouldn't be such a big deal. Um, but we didn't. No. And now it's – we're just kind of in this no man's land of, are we going to go up or are we going to go back down? And yeah. we don't know until it's, you know, the season starts. All right. Now that we got that off our chest. It's well, let's get back up. Let's get back up. Course, yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> back to, I'm back up. I knew that. See, that's why. No, we're dude, dude, we were down, man. Don't get me wrong. I was, <laughs> I was feeling, I was feeling what you were putting out. I'm going, Ooh, man, we're down. Yeah, we're sometimes down, I feel it too deep, and I got to remember there's other leagues and sports to root for. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to uh, March Madness and the games coming up starting tomorrow, this weekend, the Sweet 16. I'm going to rattle off the matchups we got, and we're going to pick our winners and then just give a little blurb. So the first ones are Arkansas versus Gonzaga. Who do you got? I mean – I got every what everybody else has got in the world. Yeah. I got Gonzaga. I got Gonzaga as well. Great. Um, I do think Arkansas is a big team, and as the Memphis game caused a lot of trouble to Gonzaga, just based on their size and athleticism. So I see that being a close matchup. I'm not sure what the spread is, but if it's anything more than five, then I take Arkansas plus five. There you go. I'm taking – I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Arkansas is, you know, their game against uh, – what is it? They played uh, – oh, God, was it UConn? No, they played New Mexico State. Right. You know, a 12, I think, versus like a four, I think. Right. What's going on there? You know, so who's, who knows? Next matchup, we got Texas Tech versus Duke. I'm going Texas Tech. I'm going Texas Tech as well. <laughs> I I have said it all year. I don't think Duke's that good. I understand it's Coach K's last run, 
but I did get to see Texas Tech at San Diego, and they are one big-ass team. And I'm going with sheer metrics, size. <laughs> there you go. I, I'll be honest. Um, I don't know. Duke's kind of weird. Like, they're, they're, they're a weird emotional team. And I think – I'll be honest, I think that's a lot of Coach K, too, because he's an emotional guy. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just – Texas Tech, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I, I think I think all these games are probably going to be close, just based on how the first round went. But um, I do have a quick question now for you about that. Do you think the players on Duke are, you know, they're pressing a little bit harder because they're like, "Hey, man, let's we got to win this for Coach K." You know? Oh, I definitely think that's in their head. I don't think they've had to press quite yet no uh, no 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 I so this will be a good first test depending on which texas tech team comes out because they almost lost their second game but in their opening game i mean they were on fire they yeah. won that game by like 40 so yeah good good lord we'll see all right moving forward we got arizona versus houston um i'm probably just gonna take arizona because they're the favorite you know i have arizona um, I'm not sure how good Houston is. Like, okay. I know they're a good team, and they've handled their opponents thus far. One being Illinois, so, like, discount that because they always blow it. But uh, Houston's a big team, too. So, Arizona usually just out-muscles and out, you know, rebounds their opponent. Yeah. I don't really – I think it's a pretty even matchup in that uh, regard. So, I think it comes down to shooting and who has a better shooting night. I'm hoping Arizona because that's my bracket, but I wouldn't be surprised if Houston uh, puts up a good fight. There you go. Yep. Then Michigan, of course, who I thought would never make it out of the first round, is playing Villanova. I'm taking Michigan, uh, even though okay. even though you know the reason I'm taking Michigan is just. I don't know. They're kind of like uncertain, right? Like we, I, I mean, I didn't get them past the first round either. And for them to do that and to, you know, put up the points that they've been putting up and playing the way they've been playing. Again, I haven't watched any other games, but I've had to kind of watch the recaps and read about it. I mean, they have an opportunity. I mean, getting, oh, absolutely getting through that. I don't know. Who knows? As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'll never pick Michigan. I've been wrong <laughs> twice. I bet against them once, 0-3, but I'm about to be 1-3, okay? <laughs> and, hey, bad start, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. I'm That's going right. Villanova by, like, nine. There you go. Great matchup here. Old school, uh, perennial blue bloods, uh, North Carolina versus UCLA. UCLA, baby. Yeah, let's keep it crisp. UCLA. Done. The most anticipated <laughs> matchup, St. Peter's versus Purdue, which is going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm taking St. Peter's. I don't know about you. Absolutely, I'm taking St. Peter's. And I want to give them a little <laughs> shout here. They, look, they're obviously a fearless team. They come from a very small school in New Jersey, I found out. Yep. Um, no one expected them to be here. Now you're here. It's literally the 
you know, small school from New Jersey versus a huge Big Ten team with like a seven foot four center. So that's going to be just bizarre to see how they guard him. Let's keep it going, St. Peter's. I agree. Be the first 15 seed to get to the Elite Eight. I love uh, – I don't know his last name, but their shooting guard's name is Doug. Is the ugliest mustache of all time. Not like this crisp one here. <laughs> I can't even grow facial hair. Look at this. This is all bare. But he is a much better basketball player than I, and I will be rooting for Doug to carry his team over the Giants of Purdue. Let's go St. Peter's Peacocks. Love it. Love it. And the last two matchups, we got Kansas versus Providence which I like Kansas, but Providence can certainly do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's going to be close. It really depends how the first half goes. If Kansas plays Big 12 you know, championship basketball, I think yeah. their player of the year candidate, uh, you know, kind of this is his moment to stamp his name on a big game and then carry it from there. Kansas rolls. You're taking Kansas? I'm taking Kansas, yeah. I'm taking Kansas as well. Um, I will say, though, I think – I agree with you. I think there's going to – I think this is going to be a pretty close game. Um, I think Providence and Kansas, I think that – I think that might be, you know – I think UNC and UCLA is going to be a really close game, and I think – this game, Kansas and Providence are going to be really two close games because they're just they're good teams, and it determines on who's coming out that night. But I think I think those two games are going to be real close, if you will. Or one team just going to show up, and again, I'm taking Kansas, so I hope Kansas shows up and just demoralizes Providence. But you know who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And then the weirdest matchup of the Sweet 16, we have Iowa State versus Miami, Florida. I mean, I didn't pick either of these teams to win a game. Let's mark down the record. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I'll always tend to pick, like, the cooler school, which is the U. And I like their head coach, actually, because he took George Mason back in the day to the uh, Final Four. So, Oh, nice. I guess, like, you know, it gives me a little blurb. I don't know much about either of these teams. They messed up my bracket. I know that. They, <laughs> them amongst many. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's go with the U. They uh, destroyed Auburn, who I had. So, I'm going with that. Iowa State beat Wisconsin and LSU. Not that impressive. I am taking Iowa State. And the only reason I'm taking Iowa State. Peanut versus Polar Bear. That's Bring right. it! <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm picking Iowa State is because a Spider. guy in my office is an, uh, is from <laughs> Iowa. Huge Iowa State fan, so I'm giving him that. <laughs> Fair enough. You want to give him a shout? No. Okay, no, no shout. He knows who he is. He knows who he is. Man. Uh, but look, that'll do it for... Episode 11 covered the first round in review of March Madness, which I watched every second, and it was phenomenal. The Polar Bear uh, just, will be watching more games this weekend, yes. like last weekend. Yes. So gear up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. We'll see if any of these picks hold any water. Um, Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown for everything under the sun. 
That's right. Which includes a thir- three first round picks, a third to force, $230 million, all guaranteed. The Browns are in on Deshaun Watson, out on Baker Mayfield. That's right. And we'll see where uh, Mayfield ends up. Um, and then a big one today was Tyree Kill to the Dolphins. Um, again, they signed him to the biggest deal that uh, for a receiver. One of the most electric receivers in the NFL, if not the. And uh, we'll see how that fits with Tua and, you know, the Miami Dolphins team that hasn't seen much success as of recent. Yeah, we'll Got see how all that, that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Freeman's a Dodger. Who isn't? Uh, they sign whoever they want, no matter the cost. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Padres have an injured Tatis and blah, blah, blah. We'll see how the start of the season goes. Maybe I'll change my tune, but I need results. I need them. We need That's wins. It. I we need wins. I gave way too much leeway last year. Now I'm a stickler. Give me wins. I just want to win. I agree. And then our sweet 16 picks, we will uh, post right back up on our Instagram page, which is at underscore sports banter. Also check out the blog, which is sportsbantercity.blogspot.com. A lot of good shit there. Um, yeah, we're on Apple and Spotify if you don't know already. Hey, look, we're this is the 55th episode overall, man. I mean, right. we're cooking. That's right. We're getting our YouTube back dialed in. We're getting some videos up. So, you know, throw us a little like or follow from YouTube as well, man. That would be great. Beautiful. Bob Warmer for Season 2, Episode 11, Sports Banter. Out. Out.